This is Le'Veon Bell, a.k.a. The Juice. You are now listening to Billboard's Balling Out. Black Beatles in the city, be back immediately to confiscate the money. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Adele. This is Natalie. And you're listening to the one Ballin and only Ballin' out. out. We are back. We're back. Post-election. And yeah, we, did, we made we it out alive. We just like realized that this is our first episode since the election. And here we are. We're, I was saying we were all so innocent then. Last time we recorded our podcast, yeah. we were laughing. It was a very, we were, it was a happier world. It was a happier world. Like, I'm not, not going to front. It just yeah. was. Now... Everything is exponentially more fraught. <laughs> Donald Trump, if you're monitoring us, just, you know, I don't you know. You definitely know the Trump hive is going to be in our mentions after they hear this, too. Like. Oh, I really don't think we have a lot of Trump supporters listening <laughs> to the podcast, but maybe we do. Um, I think our politics have been made fairly clear <laughs> via our commentary, but maybe they haven't. Yeah. Maybe we're much more cryptic than we realize. I mean, I just remember strolling into the office the Wednesday after the um, results were announced and just feeling the somberness and everyone just being so, I don't know, heavy hearted. Yeah. And not being able to really express how they felt and just crying and all of this stuff. And or even, you know, going out to drink their cares away, because at this point, what even really matters? <laughs> Adele is speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> and But I was true. there, too. So, you know, we're all really on the same this page. This is there. true. And I mean, you know, a, a lot of Trump supporters came out of the woodwork if they were in hiding. Yeah. Once Trump was. Jay Cutler, for like one. Yeah. Tom Brady, sort Just of. Just going to give a side eye on that. Tom Brady. Bill like, okay, fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> I say that every we'll never episode. Get him on the podcast now. Well, he was never going to go on the podcast <laughs> anyway. But um, no, I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is too much of a coward to admit who he voted for, even though basically we all know that it was for Trump, despite Giselle saying in an Instagram comment that that didn't mm. happen, which is just like. But, you know, I mean, at least the guy voted. You have Colin Kaepernick saying that he just did not head oh, out yeah. to the polls, but which I think is also a, lot of a little people, bit problematic. You know what? Like, George Bush Sr. also didn't vote for president. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's this really insane way of thinking. But, like, Kaepernick, like, you know, yeah. he would have been voting in California where his vote doesn't even matter anyway. So yeah. I just, like, it's, I mean, it's stupid of him, like, considering the sort of, foresight and mm-hmm. thoughtfulness that he's shown as far as his like mm-hmm. public activism thus far this season like it does seem like a moment of like a lapse mm-hmm. you know in his general judgment to hear but I think he's been so strong and so eloquent in general and what he's been doing that mm-hmm. like I can I'm not gonna that's not the thing I'm taking the most seriously about yeah. the election results yeah you know it's all the other people in swing states who weren't voting yeah and Absolutely. the fact that we're beholden to the electoral college which is fundamentally unfair yeah like these are the things that really concern me colin kaepernick who's you know making statements that are extremely controversial and progressive he you know this is one bad thing but it's like in a way yeah but also it's unfair to kind of say hey because colin kaepernick you know protested the national anthem then he should have went out and cast his vote but you know, I mean, I'm we sure can't, it was disappointing like, for fans. Definitely. It's just, I think he's a part of a line of thought that a lot of other people who 
who I admire also subscribe to, and I don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, there's a point at which like, yeah. There might be some type of optimism in, in action that, you know, you rely on the people or like the mass, the, the vast majority to make the right decision, quote unquote. I think it's just this sort of like, well, it doesn't matter what I do anyway thing. Mm. And like, I don't like either of them. And it's just like fundamentally not voting is not. Like it's not an action, but you know, I understand the sentiment that you don't want to encourage either party. I Mm -hmm. think in practice it doesn't really work that way, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever. He's the least of our worries, I think. of course. And I mean, it was nice to see, you know, celebrities like Katy Perry taking to Twitter right afterwards and just being like, you know what, just embrace love. Like everybody, Lady Gaga, like no matter who was president. We just needed to come together as the United States of America, like right. really just come together as a people. But, you know, given everything that has happened in the aftermath of the election in terms of the violent protests that have been happening across the country, it's well, just it's hard like not to, the protests that have been yeah. violent. It's the people who no, well, <laughs> the yeah. protests have been peaceful. Yeah. It's just the people spray painting swastikas yes. and stuff that and have the hate been, crimes that yeah, have been hate happening. Crimes. Yeah. And Donald Trump says, stop it. Whatever. This isn't a political podcast. <laughs> it isn't. On it the isn't. music front, but this is bigger still, than music. You know, we still is. needed to dedicate some time to it just because it does fall in both the, you know, oh, uh, sports and music. It's arena. impacting everybody, and it's yeah. certainly a topic of conversation. I mean, the one person who hasn't said anything, who everybody's sort of looking at, is one Miss Taylor Swift, <laughs> who remains. <laughs> I don't think I'll be holding my yeah, breath I don't, for Taylor. She's Swift's not going to say anything, but she is like the only person. Of her caliber, except for Drake, mm-hmm. interestingly. I mean, Drake hasn't said anything Drake about the election no. either. Mm-hmm. The two of them are sort of just like both. Yeah. I mean, Drake is not American, so he sort of has a free pass. Right. But, you know. I mean, not but really. you had Jay Z out here putting on the yeah. star studded show in Cleveland. Beyonce. If Beyonce, Beyonce doesn't talk about anything. Yeah. If you get Beyonce to make a speech on yeah. your behalf, like, that's important. Yeah. You know? Sure. And like every, the fact that somebody like Ariana Grande, who like, it's not exactly known for political activism. If mm-hmm. she's coming out yeah. and making all these statements on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram and wherever, like about how disappointed she is in the result, like, yeah. come on, Taylor. Right. I mean, and the thing is, like, right? When, I'm normally not on team. Every celebrity needs to sure, share their yeah. political opinion mm-hmm. because, like, whatever. It's at a certain point, it's their prerogative to do what they want to as far as activism. But like, she's being used as a like as a platonic ideal for like white supremacists Mm -hmm. like they're literally saying like taylor swift is what we aspire to on these like scary Mm -hmm. sort of alt-right quote-unquote sites so i think for her what is alt-right like in the midst of all this fake news and social media yeah i mean it means racist it means white supremacist yeah uh, that's what it's code for it's just a lot of a lot of taylor just like just come out like i don't know is she really that she afraid of losing fans? might be just, you know, fans? working on that hip-hop R&B album with Drake. <laughs> right, with Drake. So, yeah, she's currently occupied at the moment, if the rumors are true, of course. But, all right, <laughs> we are going to shift away from politics because, because we need to ball out. We need to ball out <laughs> and, yeah, not think about how depressing all of that is because yeah. it's about escapism after all, maybe. This is true. I mean, we are here for you guys to, you know, take a break out of your day and dedicate what, 45 minutes, or not even, to just listening to, to us ramble. thinking about silly things like athletes rapping, yep. which is generally an inherently silly thing <laughs> as much as we love all of our athlete rappers. Yes. But it's their passion, so we can't it knock them. It is their passion, exactly. Um, but speaking of 
one Drake. One Drake. It is Drake, now. It's time for the Drake update. It is definitely <laughs> time for the Drake update. I've been down so long it look like up to me. They look up to me. When is it never a time for I, the Drake exactly. update? Exactly. This is why this is a franchise because he does something. All He's never out of the out of the loop yeah and last night was no well you'll be listening to this later but <laughs> you know wednesday, wednesday night, night mm-hmm. uh november 16th yes right yes it was apparently drake night at the, the raptors fourth game. annual drake the fourth night annual at drake air night. canada center see adele has all the details that's why she's I'm a professional just doing job. <laughs> and sadly i mean spoiler alert i mean you should know by now but the <laughs> Toronto Raptors lost against the Golden State okay, Warriors. But also it's hilarious that they made Drake Knight the Warriors game because of course that's like the only way they could guarantee Drake would actually show up. Right. Because like his he, friends on the Warriors yeah, are there. Yeah. So And like they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Um it's just hilarious that Drake was also uh he also picked a very interesting sweater to wear last night. Yes, it caused a bit of a sensation. It's funny because remember that grandma sweater that he wore like three years ago with the glasses. He showed up to a Raptors game and it was like this cream colored sweater that looked like it came out of like a secondhand store. To be honest, I don't always remember Drake's sartorial choices. This became like a meme though. This was not lint roller Drake, right? No. (laughs) Okay. Not lint. I don't think so. This was a different thing. But anyway. Yes. Last night, a different sweater. Another night, another sweater. Woman Crush Wednesday. How appropriate. It's like he he really is a child of the internet. Like he just knows how is. to work timelines. And he <laughs> he wore this black uh, Woman Crush Wednesday shirt depicting said, NBA Woman analyst. Woman Crush every day. Oh, sorry. Woman Crush every day. I stand yes. corrected. But it was um, on a Wednesday. So Woman Crush Wednesday would have applied. Yeah. Or hashtag WCW and, yes. uh, or WCE. And uh, it depicted <laughs> NBA analyst, our favorite NBA analyst, Doris Burke. Yes. Who also got an invitation to dinner from Drake, which was <laughs> awkward. I don't know, dinner at my house anytime, as long as she comes alone, you know? <laughs> that was Roy. I mean, when is he not, like, creepy? I don't know. Like, I know. It, it was a very awkward interview, and it's just like, he knows what he's doing. He does. And he is intentionally corny on camera because that's his MO. That, that is what Drake stands for. And it's working for him. And it goes viral. Yeah. And the moms love it. The grandmas love it. They think, oh, Drake is so charming. I would want my daughter to date him. Right. Except they actually <laughs> definitely would not because that would be But like, Drake would probably be hitting on the moms and the grandmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. And Doris Burke did say yes to dinner. And I told Natalie earlier today that I feel like this is a perfect time for them to consider a business opportunity because I want that sweatshirt. So yeah, we to need any of our listeners version. that know where I can get this sweatshirt, the official <laughs> version. We've seen the We've knock seen off. the knockoffs. No we, they're already all eBay over leftovers. None of that. <laughs> like, let me know, and I will DM you my information. <laughs> <laughs> don't put. Don't like. You can just go. Just tweet at her, us in general. Oh, we don't go. need you to slide into the yeah. DMs already. You know, let's keep it above board, Adele. All right, we're we're people of propriety over, over the here, table, not under yes. the table. Exactly. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, and then also Kevin Durant got into the oh, yeah. action. That was, he was this was a very interesting moment. Like KD, he's just a fraught guy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, villain for a lot of people. Yep. A lot of people on my Especially, timeline yeah. seem to think that okay, he's just trying to like exploit that villain status, which seems like he's an interesting move. It works for him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
he's funny. I feel like he's a pretty smart guy, so it's got to be tactical. Yeah. But anyway, he was doing his um, post-game interview, and the guy, I don't know who was doing it. but Israel Gutierrez. Israel Gutierrez. Shout out to Israel Gutierrez. Look at you. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was doing it, and like Drake walks by and just kind of like bumps into him in like a sort of friendly nudge way, but yeah. also an annoying way. And <laughs> like it's funny also just because Drake is so short. Yeah, <laughs> like and you I mean, barely could see him. If you blinked, you totally missed who it was because I thought it was like who is this rude yeah, sideline guy, and then it was Drake. I had to watch it a couple times mm-hmm. to figure it out, but. Yeah, I mean, everybody's short compared to Kevin Durant. But it's just funny <laughs> to see, like, Drake over there. And Kevin gave him this look, like... The death stare. It was so intense. Like, he looked like he was about you to You would never want to be on the receiving no. end of a KD death stare. No, he no. He just turned to stone, I feel like. <laughs> and then Israel Gutierrez was like, oh, speaking of Drake, who just walked, your friend who just walked by here, like, how do you feel about it being Drake night? <laughs> and KD responds, I don't give a damn about no damn Drake night. And then he Same. walks away. He Same. just, like, drops the mic and just leaves. And it was like, he was so angry about Drake. My personal theory, same girl. I think they're having beef for so? the same girl. Like, because he just, he likes Drake what led in you general. To this I don't know. This is just my hunch. <laughs> I don't, it's completely unfounded rumor that I developed in my head. Yeah. But I just don't understand. I, apparently, he was talking about how much he loved Drake, like, two seconds ago in an interview yeah. with Genius. And I vaguely yeah. remember this, like, because they interviewed Drake him. Drake has referenced and, like, him in lyrics. Yeah, they were yeah. interviewing him about, um, you know, the rappers that have shouted out KD in yep. their songs. And Drake has obviously been one of them. So, you know, so, yeah. he had nothing but love for Drake at yeah. that moment in time. And suddenly now they're, like, enemies. But, but he could said, also be playing a role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody said, oh, it was in our Morty meeting we were talking about this. And it was also said that... Like, pe- he was talking smack. Like, Drake was talking smack oh, to yeah, KD, heckling, like, yeah. on the mm-hmm. sidelines. On the so sideline. it might have been related to that, but that also seems like I mean, but that like is annoying. Weird... If you have Drake bothering you while you're trying to play a basketball game, like, little man, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Adele knows about this from experience. She's always Literally, trying to play basketball. I've been on the court side. I know. And, like, Drake is like, Adele. And then she's like, get away from me, Drake. This is... This happens constantly. I've seen I it. I mean, uh, if this were to happen in the future, that's what I would say. But, you know, I'm not a WNBA star. But, yeah. We so. got to get, get Kevin on the podcast we to do. tell so his side of the story. Mr. Duran, if you're listening, yeah. you know where Give to us a us. call. We're, we're out here. We're on Twitter. You're great at Twitter. So just, <laughs> just hit us up. For sure. And um, on another lighter note, uh, the success of Black Beatles by Ray Shremmer, yes. Michael Made It, and Gucci Mane. Again, over to sports teams throughout the country and the world. It's like, as Juju on that beat decline, Black Juju, Beatles okay. was tapped in. I also have a theory about this. I'm just all about theories this week. Okay. Um, but Juju on that beat, we, Adele and I know, as people who work in this business, was very sort of artificially pumped up. Mm-hmm. They were kind of low-key signed to a label early on, and they wanted mm-hmm. to make it seem like this which organic has, viral thing. And yeah. it does happen often. This isn't a new thing. Yeah. But so, and suddenly, oh, they're on the live with Regis and Kelly. There's no more Regis, but I can't stop calling it that. But <laughs> anyway, it all happened very quickly, and they went from like random kids in wherever they're from, Illinois. I uh, maybe Michigan. We'd Michigan. They're from Michigan. Okay. Um Detroit. Random kids in Detroit to like 
these national stars. And Mm -hmm. it just, the numbers didn't quite support the hype that it was getting. And now we see like what is actually an organic viral movement because there's just no way that this was like, it it became a thing before, even before Ray Schremmerd was really aware of it, Mm. I think. Like it was like a viral sensation online before they could do anything to help amplify it. And now they have a number one song on the Hot 100. So it's just sort of like proof that, it really does have to be organic to actually work. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, just as a teaser for an upcoming piece that I'm working on, which is basically the making of the Black Beatles record, um, I spoke to the producer, Mike Wall made it, and he was just so grateful that it was such an, an organic, that it was such a, an organic process just because it was, one, he was able to tap Gucci Mane, who was the first guy to give him a shot in the business. Right. And then it's, you know, Ray Schremmerd, the duo from Tupelo, Mississippi, that, you know, he signed to his label and also was, you know, basically running around the industry trying to, like, prove to people, like, listen to these guys, listen to these guys. And I do quote that Mike Will made it said uh, when he was trying to push them uh, to Interscope, he was like, yeah, consider them like the hood Backstreet Boys and uh, <laughs> the black and sync because this is the most ratchet that hip hop is going to get or this is the most ratchet that pop is going to get and this is the most pop that hip hop is going to get. Interesting. So be on the That's lookout really for that. That's really cool. That's yeah. a great quote. Well, I'm excited to read it. Yeah. I sure. know it's going to be awesome. But I think that they deserve it. I mean, they, they just know it's a good their song. sound. They know their sounds, audience. Yeah. And it took a high school, I, I'm assuming, because we don't even really know who the first I People think were, it, it was, was, but the high school. Yeah, right? it was in high schools. I remember yeah. the first ones, at least not that I am like very hip, but <laughs> the first ones that I saw were like high school yeah. kids. And that was pretty intense. Like that entire yeah, mannequin like challenge going through the locker rooms, the like, gymnasium, and then you have the Dallas Cowboys doing it. Yeah, Steelers, Steelers in their Steelers. mediocre one, which is related <laughs> to our next topic. Yeah. Um, our, our sole guest this week. We're keeping it we're to cute this because one guy. This guy. He is an athlete and also a musician. So he fulfills both of our quotas in one. Um, And we're really excited to have him because he's something of a star in the National Football League. I mean, you may have heard of him. His name is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Casual. Casual. The Mm. dude who got me 30 points in fantasy on Sunday. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he hopped on the line because he just dropped a new EP. Yep. Called Until the Post Interview. Um, It's a six track set, I should say. And uh, yeah, he's really like going in on these trap beats that he apparently recorded solo dolo from the comfort of his own own home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The way that athletes approach music is fascinating to me, and it is very, very, very rigorous. <laughs> He's like, no, when I have other people around, it's too distracting. Mm-hmm. You'll hear in the interview, but... It's really interesting. So he's like, he's just an intense guy, which you have to be if you're going to be good enough to be in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he also, if you check out his Instagram, he has a lot of adorable Rottweilers. Yeah, and he I posts know. pictures of them all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a guy who likes dogs. He's a guy who likes music. He's a guy who likes football. He's basically got it all going for him. Yep. And he talked to us. So even better. Yeah. So here is our interview with Mr. Bell. Enjoy. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. If there's any chance, I'm throwing bands because I can. If there's any chance to throw some bands, then I am. I'm the man. Congratulations on the mixtape. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, for sure. So let's roll right into it. Um, you know, yesterday you dropped your mixtape until the post interview, but I did want to ask, um, what inspired the name Juice? Um, to be honest, um, I kind of got it just because it was like my alter ego, Coach Tomlin, had gave it to me um, my second year in the NFL, oh. and um, I kind of ran, I kind of ran with it. You know, I, I use it as my rap name. It's kind of like my alter ego, especially like off the field and while I'm doing music. So um, I went with the name Juice. Nice, short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> <laughs> what was your um, first memory uh, rapping? Um, actually, rapping, um, I think, well, well, when I was younger, you know, we were like 12, 13 years old. Me and my friends were always like, we'd make beats with like our pencils on our <laughs> on our desktops in class, and we used to freestyle all the time. Like, that was like really where the... the you know, the motivation came from was we start freestyling all the time and we just love rapping off the top of our head. Right. And I think I recorded like my first song, like when I was like 13 or 14 years old. That's when I recorded my first song. And, you know, I just been running with it ever since. You know what I mean? I never look back on it. I always love music. I listen to all types of music. And, um, you know, and I obviously love making music and that's something that I like doing. That's was so that cool. like your dream, like I guess a childhood dream before uh, making it to the NFL? I think both were. I think they both were just about equally. Because um, I know, you know, I didn't want to limit myself to one thing, you know. Um, I obviously had, you know, all types of dreams when I was, you know, younger, you know, mm-hmm. playing in the NFL. Sometimes I was talking about going to the NBA, um, <laughs> being a musician. You know, it was a lot of things that, like, kind of went through my head, you know. But I think once I actually got to high school, I knew that I had a good chance of going to the NFL. Right. Um, you know, just, just like what I was doing in, you know, high school. And then I knew I was going to end up going to college and, you know, from there, it just kind of was smooth sailing, you know. But um, I think once I actually got on the platform I'm in, I am now, and I got a lot of people following me, and I know a lot of people going to listen to what I'm saying and, you know, hear my lyrics and listen to my music. I knew it was like, just like the perfect time to kind of come out and, you know, go public with my music because, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, now I'm really confident enough to really go public with it and let people know that I love it. Definitely. I mean, what were you listening to back then, you know, when you were in middle school or whatever, recording those first songs? Like, who were the rappers you looked up to then? Oh, um, I remember a guy I used to idolize, like, 50 Cent. Um, I remember <laughs> his, his album was the first album I've ever purchased, like, with my own money. Yeah? I, yep, I went to Walmart, and I bought his album, his CD. And, like, he was the first, his album was the first one I, I you know, I bought my own, and he like you know he was like a a guy who I always looked up to. Um, obviously, Lil Wayne was growing up. Um, just by the music they made and how they can just make people feel a certain type of way. Definitely. And, yeah, you know, so those those are two guys I really loved. You know, growing up. Have you gotten a chance to tell them that? <laughs> Have you gotten a chance to meet Lil Wayne and Fifty Cent? No, nah, I haven't had a chance to meet neither one of them. What? I would, you know, I would love. Yeah, I know. I, I would love to meet both of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because. No, obviously, like like I said, they kind of, you know, got me involved in the music in a little bit. They probably have no idea, really, you know, but, um, yeah, that was definitely, you know, some people I would love to meet, you know. Um, I mean, I haven't had a chance to know. Like, Lil Wayne is a huge football fan. He's a Packers fan, though, so I don't know if that's, like, a <laughs> conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is. That's awesome. Um, do you remember what your uh, the first rap that you wrote was, like, the first line and what the name of the song was? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. 
Um, me and my friend Tyreek, um, we had like it was like a freestyle that we had recorded like on our phones, and we had we had named the song "Eat a Booger." <laughs> that was that's gold. You need to release wow. it if yeah, you I still know. have the we recording. We need the remix. We need the remix. <laughs> no, I mean I I don't know where it is or you know where like how I could get it, but I, I don't remember the lyrics really. But I just remember we like kind of freestyle like. <laughs> I went to school, had to take a test, so I pulled out a booger and I was gonna say I hope it wasn't based on, you know, real life experience. This is deep <laughs> right, right now. No, we I don't even know where it came from. You know, we just kinda like you know, thought of it like being clowns in class and uh, that was like really the first one we really like recorded. And um uh, it's I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. My mom still knows about it, my aunt <laughs> <laughs> the first time my mom ever heard it, we wrapped to we wrapped it to her on her Christmas Day. Christmas wow! Day. <laughs> Please <laughs> say that there's video her. footage of that. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is. You know, Christmas we record a lot of stuff. We just have to go look for it. <laughs> Listen, if you want to go viral, just put it on YouTube. Yeah, just that, do it. That is, true. that is true. So basically, what you're saying is your rap career has been all downhill from there. Like you peaked when you were like 12. All downhill. All downhill from there. That is amazing. So, who who are some of the people that you're listening to these days? Um, you know, you got Drake. Um, Drake is obviously one of my favorite artists. Um, Travis Scott is another one. Um, somebody I really idolize. Um, I like Mac Miller. He like me, he, me and him like real close friends. Oh yeah, you know, he's obviously a guy I listen to a lot. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, man, um, a lot of guys. I mean, it's a lot of people. I, I mean, I can go for days. I mean, I listen to so much music. Um, but yeah, those are like really like the main people I really listen to. A lot of Drake, a lot of Travis Scott. Um, you so know, you're holding it down for ones. Pittsburgh, like. <laughs> Huh? You're holding it down for Pittsburgh then with the Wiz Khalifa and the Mac Miller. Yeah, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to attract with those guys. Make that, it happen. Was, yeah, I mean. Yeah, especially, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, uh, I've been trying to get a conversation with Wiz going. Uh, I'm trying to get something going with him because I know how he, how big he is in Pittsburgh. And, um, I know I know he's a Steelers fan. And I know he'll love to do it. Um, me, and my, me and Snoop already did a track. So um, I'm just trying to, you know, expand my horizon and do more music with more artists you know definitely you got to do a black and yellow remix <laughs> i know that's what everybody been saying that's what's funny everybody was saying because i'm actually a pittsburgh Steelers, and he made that song black and yellow and i was like the Steelers anthem exactly so, yeah, of how did you get snoop dogg on um on a track uh, it was crazy i had a i had a, like a, a meet and greet like a parent signing and um mm-hmm. tmz kind of came up to me and they said uh they asked me like um do you think it would be, you know, cool to have a song with Snoop? I was like, yeah, I'd love to have a song with Snoop Dogg, you know. <laughs> um, then that, that same guy, he reached out to Snoop. And he's like, oh, yeah, tell 26, tell uh, Juice Man to get at me, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, when heard, yeah, when I heard the interview, I instantly hit him up on um, Twitter. And, um, <laughs> he, he, you know, he sent me his number. Uh, we FaceTime, got everything done. You know, I sent him over a beat. He made a hook. And then, you know, we went from there, you know, and it was um, all, you know, down here, now me and Stupid are like kind of close friends. You know what I mean? Uh, I talked to him about just about everything. You know, he always talking to me about the games and things like that. You know, so me and him are really, uh, you know, good good friends. That's awesome. TMZ and Twitter, you know, just bringing the world together. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I have to say, I mean, 
you had a pretty impressive game on Sunday. I know as a person who has you on my fantasy team, <laughs> um, but I was just curious, was there anything specifically like a song that you were listening to before the game on Sunday that was helping you get pumped up? Um, I'm pretty, well, the song I always listen to like right before I go out, mm-hmm. um, is my, it's like a song by me, it's called Machine. I haven't released it yet, but, um, you know, that song really like gets me going. But like my playlist I listen to before the game, um, I was, I was in the Travis Scott, uh, um, I was into his whole uh, new album uh, before, you know, I was just sitting there relaxing his whole new album, warming up Travis Scott goes on. Nice. That's awesome. Talk a little bit about your creative process. Like, where were you when you recorded until the post-interview um, mixtape? I, I record. I mean, I recorded some of it in the studio, like um, maybe about you know two two songs, two or three songs. The rest of it I recorded at my house. You know, I got everything that I need um, in my own my own home studio because um, I'm I'm really a guy who really likes working by himself. You know, I don't really like a whole bunch of people around me, so I don't really work in the studio as much because there's a lot of people in there, but. Um, I recorded most of my songs at my home, um, you know, by myself, so I can let my thoughts, you know, go wherever they go wherever they may, and um, you know, that's how I really got it done. That's intense. That's a pretty like rigorous process. All business. <laughs> now, yeah, like for real. I'm, once I start working, I just really don't want to be bothered. You know what I mean? Because, um, I, like you know, like I can be thinking of something and forget what I was about to say or <laughs> how I was about to say it, and then it just frustrate me you know right uh, I just like to you know work by myself and get everything knocked out of the way so I can uh, be on tune and have a good song you know definitely now is your mission to get signed um I mean I'm not sure I mean I don't know if I want to get signed or if I stay independent I I know for sure that you know obviously you know want people to know that I take it seriously and I definitely want people to listen to my music I want to get known worldwide about what I'm trying to do with the music. Um, you know, whether it's me being signed or with the label, I don't know. You know, maybe I want to start my own thing, you know. Um, I guess I haven't really got that far into it yet. I mean, if something smacked me in the face, you know, like, you know, if Drake come and you want to sign me, I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> uh, You're going right. to be like, buy Steelers? Yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> OVO sound, here right. I come. It's it just, <laughs> it just kind of like, um, you know, I, I just think I go and you know been moving forward because you know, I, I know I like got a lot of fans. And I just want, want the fan base to grow. For sure. Definitely. Now, is there any chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna do the mannequin challenge? Oh, we did it already. You didn't see it? Oh, you did what? It? Wow. See, yeah, where did we sleep? We're so sleep. Jeez, Louise, that's amazing. Do you love that yeah, song, yeah, Ray Sharmard's Black Beatles? Yeah, I do. I do. That's a real, oh, that's another guy. That's another. Uh, um, some more people who I really listen to, those two guys, um, really good artists. Um, you know, they reached out to me. Um, I went to their show in Pittsburgh. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to make a song with those guys too. Um, that would yeah, be great. of course. Ray Strummer, yeah. I love those guys. You got to get that Mike Will beat. Mike Will made it. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> I know. I got Mike Will, all those guys. <laughs> that would be very, very turned. Um, I was actually going to ask, what's like, I mean, I know you've been doing music for a long time, but I guess about like the recording process specifically, like what's the thing that surprised you the most about it as you've gotten into recording and producing your own stuff more? Um, I guess what kind of surprised me the most, mm, I mean, there's a lot of things that's like real interesting about making music. I just think, you know, how... I mean, it depends on how serious you take it, but for me, I think how how much time it really will take me to actually, you know, do a verse or a hook. I actually do it pretty quick. 
Um, I thought, you know, it would be a longer process to make a song, but it really only takes about an hour to make a song. And, you know, that's not really long compared to what I hear, you know, other guys who be working, it takes four, five hours, you know, sometimes they'll work on you know, a couple of days. But I just think, um, you know, me taking an hour, you know, out of my time to be able to make a song, it's really impressive. And um, I didn't know, but I, I didn't know I was going to get to this point where I'm making it that quick. Yeah. No, that's cool. Technology, man. <laughs> yeah, technology is crazy. You know, I can do everything on my laptop. I can take my laptop anywhere. I, You know, I recorded a song in my hotel room before. Like, I, it, it is crazy how, like, I don't have to necessarily be in the studio ever, you know? I mean, I can literally record wherever. And it's, it is crazy how technology can take over. MacBook, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're just looking for that endorsement deal. <laughs> there you go. Call up Apple. So my personal favorite off the uh, project was Mastermind, but was there a song that you particularly love? Oh, no, I, I love Mastermind. I love Mastermind. I think, uh, I'm glad you like that one. Um, you know, that's a little different vibe to me. Um, one of my friends is on there. Um, his name is Dizzo. He, he's on that track, um, Mastermind. He had the feature on there. Um, but my, I think my favorite, like, the track I had the most fun with um, was the intro. I mean, I just mm-hmm. think because I just think about what I, what I was saying in the song. I think a lot of people, you know, when they hear me talk and they hear me rap, it's two different people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think when they actually people hear, hear me in a football interview versus they hear my track, it just sounds like two totally different people, you know, and that's the kind of vibe I want to get, you know, out of my music. I want people to take my music for what it is, that, you know, being juiced, Versus Lady on Bell when I'm doing interviews, you know, right? And um, you know that's the kind of the vibe I did. That's why I had the most fun with you know my my first track. It's called One, and um, I had the most fun with that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So and Juice isn't afraid to talk shit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I also just was thinking. So, do you think there's anyone in the NFL who could like take you on freestyling, or do you think you're the best? Oh, of course I think I'm the best. <laughs> um, um, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I got guys on my team. Uh, I got some guys on my team who can really freestyle, though. I mean, I've ran into a lot of guys who can freestyle and, and, and you know, better hold their hold their own. Um, like, give us know, some I'm, names. And, you know, <laughs> huh? Oh, um, Vince Williams, he's a guy. Um, Vince Williams, he's on our team. Plays linebacker. He, he's a, a very good freestyler. Um, Eli Rogers, he's a receiver. Nice. I mean, he's a good freestyler, you know. So, um, but, you know, um, like I said, I obviously think I'm I'm the best. You know, I mean, I have to think that. You know? I mean, you did have a song called "I'm the Man," so <laughs> <laughs> I'm the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you now you got to do a Steeler cipher. I know. I, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I just haven't had you know a type of beat to kind of smack me in the face and really give me the idea about it yet. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, are you already planning to drop another project in the new year? Yes. Well, yes, I am. Um, I'm going to drop my my album, my actual album, in uh, February, uh, February 18th for my birthday. You already know? Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, right now. I mean, right now it's done. I mean, I already had the post interview. It's done. Um, I just released my EP just to kind of you know give people music. Um, really, those are the songs that like I necessarily didn't want on my album yet, um, but I did want people to hear them. You know, because um, I. I mean, I, I make a lot of songs. You know, I got like you know, 50 songs just kind of sitting on my laptop. So I wanted to get people something, and then you know, get ready for my get ready for my actual album when the season's over. 
we win the Super Bowl, then I'm not celebrating. Hey, okay, just put it okay, out into the world. Okay. Do it. You got to put it out into the world, man. Any chance you're going to do a song for the ladies on the album? Oh, yeah, I got plenty. I, I, I definitely do that. You got to stay tuned for that. Okay. All right. It's, it's, February 18, marking my calendar right now. It's definitely, it's definitely, the album is definitely a lot different than my EP. I, I will definitely say that. Awesome. Well, hopefully you get all the collaborators that you want. Yeah. You got to get Wiz on there. You just got to drop a verse. <laughs> I know. I really do got to get Wiz on there. Trust me, I'm in the process of that right now. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you again for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. And hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's the rapping athlete that these people love to hate. Is it because I'm faded? I'll be balling out the cage, or maybe it's because these bars are strong. I can't break out the cage. So that was Le'Veon Bell. We're still gonna wait for that Eat the Booger record to drop. It's gonna be the hottest, (laughs) hottest thing of 2016. Next Billboard number one. Like, inevitably I need receipts like I need the actual loose leaf paper that he wrote that on I need I don't know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> footage the making of eat the burger <laughs> after you do that is Beatles, my next, your next that is project. my next venture <laughs> but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Le'Veon Bell yeah. um, and, and wow we are almost we're near the, end, near of the, the year, end of the year which is insanity the Seahawks Super Bowl run is imminent just yeah. kidding knock on wood I didn't actually say that I'm not gonna say anything about the Jets <laughs> <laughs> um, you know there's a lot to look forward to this has already been a crazy year we're not gonna say this is the year-end podcast yet but yeah you know. we've got we've got a few more on tap yeah inevitably but thank you as ever for listening please continue to subscribe download rate review tweeted us All we need those stuff. hot tips from you we can't mm-hmm. do this alone hot you know tips, there's a lot of takes, stuff that's happening hot cakes all of it please send us some hot cakes (laughs) not that's not metaphorical that's literal we don't want your pictures (laughs) of your butt Um, but like but yeah put some cake you know we gotta keep it this isn't rihanna birthday cake yeah yeah. i mean you know we have the hot 100 charts so hot cakes so we gotta kind of makes sense i know i'm I'm with you you know adele is like this all the time i just texted her yesterday because i bought a faux leather jacket and she texted me back faux show so you know it's it's just she can't can't turn i really can't it's it's very terrible my boyfriend tells me to shut up every single night because all i do is just like talk puns when he's trying to go to sleep and i'm like no i have more i have more i tell you um but anyways thank you guys so much for your time today and till the next one Bye. That girl is a real crowd, please. Small world.